The United States has called off its search for those unidentified objects that were shot down, which means we may never know what the heck they really were. We're never going to be able to have the opportunity to collect and analyze whatever was inside. The mystery deepens. Meanwhile, Mike Pence, what on earth was our government really doing searching his nonprofit office? They made off with a folder, but no classified documents. So they went there to see if there was any additional classified information. They didn't find any, but still they took off with a folder. We're going to talk about that. And how much are woke policies really draining urban economies? The New York mayor, he's not happy because retail theft is through the roof. Businesses don't want to be in Manhattan. And when businesses don't want to be in New York City, guess what? They leave and they take the jobs and they take the tax revenue with them. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Trish Regan Show. I am Trish. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. Get your free investing guide. Learn all about investing in gold and silver, maybe getting a gold-backed IRA. It can all happen at Legacy Precious Metals. Free investing guide, LegacyPMInvestments.com, or call them 1-866-589-0560, 1-866-589-0560. There's not a whole lot of trust in government these days. I think... A lot of us felt a little burned by their constant transitory inflation nonsense. It turned out to be totally false. I knew it was way back when. I think a lot of people were exhausted even by the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing. And so when we find out that somehow, some way, we managed to allow the Chinese to travel across our country with their spy balloon 4,000 miles for eight days and didn't bother to shoot it down until it was over the country entirely, yet managed to actually shoot down some unidentified foreign objects, which apparently we believe are actually ours. It's a little weird. <laughs> like, we shoot down our balloons, but not theirs. Meanwhile, there's a whole mystery you see surrounding all this, because people are asking, if they were really ours, then why does nobody claim them? The National Weather Service has said, nope, not ours. Nobody's reported any balloons missing. So the government's telling us it's not a threat. Don't worry about it. While simultaneously calling off the search altogether. And John Kirby, the spokesperson for the Department of Defense, said, look, you know, we may never know what's actually there. We may never be able to recover that intel. That's not exactly inspiring confidence. It, it feels like <laughs> who's on first? Right, we, we let the Chinese balloon travel all the way across the country. We apparently shoot our own down, and then we can't find them anywhere. We can't even verify, apparently, that they are ours. Now, a lot of people are going to have, shall we say, a little bit of trouble believing that. But can you blame them when we've been lied to over and over and over again, nonstop? The timing's getting a little suspicious because, you see, just a few hours earlier... We learned that Taiwan had found what appears to be a Chinese, quote, weather balloon. You see, everybody's being very cautious right now. They don't want to say spy balloon because they don't want to ratchet up any concerns. But nonetheless, it's a balloon that they've just found off their coast. It was said to have crashed. And nobody wants to jump to conclusions here, including the defense minister in Taiwan, who said they would further investigate, but again, would not, quote, jump to conclusions. Tensions are kind of high. 
We're saying the Chinese sent this balloon. We don't know what the other balloons are. Apparently they're ours, I guess. Weird that we don't actually know what's in our skies. That's a whole other level of conversation. Anyway, there's one that seems to have been from China. We believe it was spying on us. We shot it down after it had eight days to gather information. Meanwhile, the Chinese say, oh, well, there's 10 spy balloons from the U.S. here in our territory. By the way, our Secretary of State completely denies that. said, absolutely no way, not possible. What's he going to say? <laughs> really? What is he going to say? I sure as heck hope we have tons of spy balloons over there. We better be doing everything we can. We better be keeping up with the new technology that surrounds the future of warfare. If we don't, then we're going to have a whole set of other problems. But one of the reasons we're in jeopardy of having all these other problems is because we are so focused on the minutiae and all the fighting, infighting, really, that's going on within the country, left and right. It's remarkable to me how bitter and aggressive and, and frankly, dangerous this has all become in that the left feels extremely emboldened to shut down anything that they may not agree with. The whole idea is you just have to trust us. You have to believe what we're saying because, you see, we're big government. It happened this week out in Ohio, in East Palestine, Ohio, where there was that horrible train wreck and the terrible chemical spill. And somehow our head of the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, wants you to think that if the government tells you it's okay to drink the water there, it's perfectly okay to drink the water. His name is Michael Regan. No relation, no relation. However, he was out there and he was questioned and he was asked, as a father, would you really be okay with your children drinking this water that has, has been surrounded by this chemical spill? And his answer was, yes, if the government tells me it's okay, then it's okay. Come on. The government tells us whatever is most efficient for the government to tell us at any given time. And, and I'm not saying that this is even more as of late. It's actually happened probably for, for a very long time. And so we're talking decades of misrepresentation. But what's really scary about the moment right now is that if the government tells you something and you dare to disagree, then you're persona non grata, you are cut off. J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio, Republican, he's, he's taken Michael Regan to task. He is pointing out, he actually had a great video on Twitter where he showed the water where this chemical spill had happened or just a, a pool of water and it was covered in oil and it was a bunch of slime and it was really disgusting. And it's like, who the heck is ever going to feel comfortable drinking water from there? Oh, but wait, the government said it was okay, right? I'm supposed to trust them. I'm supposed to trust them. When they are so set on winning, it's all about winning, you see. And this is where we're so off. We don't have any kind of long-term plan. We're so focused on the near term. And the left is so desperate to win their elections. By the way, the right is too. It's just the left happens to have big tech and the media in their back pocket, which makes it more challenging for those that are on the right. And thus, 
we're focusing on the wrong things. Instead of focusing on a long-term plan for the future, we're focused on fighting each other, which is frankly exactly where China wants us. Think about it. (laughs) Why would you want us actually united together thinking about how we're going to continue to be the world's greatest power and the world's greatest economy? No, you'd much rather have the infighting. This lack of trust is permeating everything. We learned today that there was a search of Mike Pence's nonprofit office. Apparently, they figured, why not? I guess, you know, hey, Joe Biden had some documents in his nonprofit office, which incidentally, just just weirdly, just remember this one, University of Pennsylvania, they were the ones that were funding that whole thing for Joe Biden. And it turns out, that the bulk of the money that had just come in the door was, was all coming from China, millions of dollars all from China, as soon as they put Joe Biden's name up on the plaque. So just, just think about that for a second, again, as we struggle with these big, important world issues and yet are so bogged down in this attempt to go after anybody on the right, including now it seems Mike Pence. So they went and they looked at his office. Now, it apparently was an agreed upon search. They didn't find any classified documents, but it didn't stop them from taking something. They took a folder. We don't know why. They took a folder from his office that was not marked classified. And because it's rather hard to trust the system right now, you got to wonder whether or not this has anything to do, anything to do at all with the subpoena that he's refusing to follow through with. Don't forget, they want him to appear before a grand jury in a totally separate investigation into efforts by Donald Trump and some of his allies to overturn the results of the 2020 election. And so they're trying to see whether or not Pence has any culpability there, what he was saying about this at the time. Now Pence has said, look, I, I don't need to testify. I don't need to fall through with this subpoena because it's, quote, unprecedented and, quote, unconstitutional. And he's arguing that he's protected from being called to appear because he was acting in his capacity as president of the Senate when he presided over the certification of the vote back on January 6, 2021. And that was the day that the mob was there at the Capitol building. So why did they take this binder or folder? Could they really take it? I mean, if it wasn't classified, what what exactly are they looking for? And did they use this a little bit as a ruse? I mean, he did find the classified documents right at his house. So he came forward. He's a stand-up guy. He raised his hand. He said, oops, turns out I got some too. So now the federal government's like, well, we're going to check there and we're going to check everywhere. I mean, they've been doing that with Joe and it turns out here, there and everywhere, something pops up. So they might've figured it was worth checking out Mike Pence as well. But when they didn't find the classified documents and they are taking things out of the office, why? The Democrats in this administration have a lot of questions to answer because the American people increasingly just don't trust them. And they don't feel like they're on our side. I mean, do you feel like they're on our side to think that there's now a rule that parents can't actually get the medical information of their own children if they're over the age of 12 because these things need to be hidden just in case A child thinks that they want to change their gender. The administration thinks it's better that doctors have involvement rather than a child's own parent. 
No wonder people do not trust the federal government right now. It's it's gotten so heinous and, and pretty despicable. And there's no real appreciation for reality anymore. I'll tell you, Americans, we're, we're not like that. We don't, we don't believe in big government. The whole reason our country was founded was to have a smaller system of government, to, to have more ownership for ourselves and our communities. That's the way it always has been. And by the way, it's done pretty well by us. And that's what we need to preserve. We have an expression, you've heard me say this before in New Hampshire, live free or die. This whole sense of freedom and being able to govern oneself is so incredibly important. And it's why government does need to be kept on a very short leash. And this is something that many, many, at least growing up in the state of New Hampshire, Democrats I knew believed in as well. This was not a partisan thing. But now the left has taken this to to winning, winning, winning. And winning means having more money to spend on more elections and more handouts and thus... They've totally destroyed, in my estimation, the intent of what this country is supposed to be. Again, personal responsibility. That's what we're really about, which is why we take our finances seriously, why we ought to be taking our health more seriously. And uh, I certainly do. You know what else I take seriously? I, I take seriously my dog's health. Fluffy. You've heard me talk about Fluffy before on the program. I talk about him every day, actually, because Fluffy's got a big deal <laughs> with Rough Greens. He loves this stuff. He loves this stuff. And I love it because Fluffy loves it. And I know that he's healthy when he takes it. It has all kinds of probiotics, digestive enzymes, vitamins, all the things that Fluffy needs to lead a very healthy lifestyle. It's a supplement, by the way. You just put it on top of his food. I got a very small dog, but Dr. Dennis Black, who created it, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, he's got a couple of very big dogs. So it works for all sizes, small, medium, large. You just sprinkle a little bit on their food. You don't even have to change the food, although you've heard him say and you've heard me say that that grocery store shelf food for your dog, that's dead food. You need to make it come alive, and you make it come alive through this supplement. So go check out Rough Greens. You can get your free Jumpstart trial bag. Dr. Black is offering it to all fans of this program. Just pay for shipping. You'll get your free Jumpstart trial bag. Go to roughgreens.com slash forward slash Trish, my name. Again, roughgreens.com forward slash Trish. I want to turn... To the economy, I'm going to talk a little bit about what Goldman Sachs and some others are saying in just a moment about interest rates needing to go up, which I've said all along. But before I do, I want to first highlight the story. We're just talking about the insanity of the left and all this wokeness right now. And it has its economic effects as well, certainly in the city of New York. You've seen person after person leave the city. Certainly people that can afford to have left. And so when you have a city that is just sort of allowed to run kind of wild. And, and when you look at retail crime being up 45% so far this year, this is over last year, right? I mean, and, and you know, it was up over the year before. When you look at that increase in crime, and certainly, you know, there's more violent crime as well, that's really, really got a lot of people concerned. But you just look at the basic retail stuff and retailers are like, well, who needs it? Why do I have to have retail space in New York City? It's not worth it. And then there's the smaller businesses that get hit by this as well, with convenience stores being victims of of theft and and being held up. And so the mayor now is saying, wait a second, we're going to do something about this. 
Well, good for him, but the left doesn't like it because, you know, you're not supposed to do anything about it because apparently the police are not allowed to police. Not allowed anymore, not in that crazy utopian world where they think that everybody's just going to be great if you just look the other way. I'm sorry, but part of the duty of government is to provide protection and safety for its citizens. And when you can't do that, you got real problems. You go back to the days of Rudy Giuliani and Mike Bloomberg in New York City. You had a safe city. You, you fast forward to comrade Bill de Blasio, as I like to call him, a, a self-declared socialist, and the new guy who, look, I, I was enthusiastic about him getting in the door because he used to be a cop, but he's really shown no willingness to stand up against the left in the ways that he needs to right now in order to get that city under control. He needs to lead. He needs to pull a Giuliani or a Bloomberg and really take hold of this thing because it is out of control. Turning back to just some of the more general economic news that I think is going to continue plaguing the market, and that's that interest rates are going to keep going up. I don't think there's any way around this. I've warned of this forever. And now finally, finally, Wall Street is waking up to the reality. Takes them a while. (laughs) You know what this probably means? It probably means that at some point I'm going to shift my view and get more bullish just when they really dig in and get bearish because they're just behind the curve. All these guys, totally, totally behind the curve. I think that there's an effort to try and believe what the administration is telling us. I think they they don't want to look like they're speaking out of turn. There's some pressure, very real. I mean, I've seen it in in my career as a financial journalist. I I myself have run into it when the Democrat, I can think about the Obama administration, didn't necessarily like what I was saying on the economy. So that's the way it is. And Goldman Sachs now is finally turning around Bank of America. They're saying, look, you know what? There's going to be really, really high interest rates for the foreseeable future. But still, in my estimation, not high enough. So Goldman and Bank of America are predicting three more rate hikes, This year, they think it's going to hit a peak of 5.5% in the month of June, and inflation is going to stay persistent. It's going to stay hot. And the job market, because people still are not apparently willing to go back to work the way you would normally think, the job market is going to continue pushing wages up, thereby driving more and more inflation. My only point, though, is how are they going to come down in June. How does Goldman or Bank of America actually think that inflation is going to be tame enough by June? I don't think it's possible. Again, these guys are just so far behind the curve. I mean, they're talking about June. What is this? It's February. So March, April, May, June. You mean in three and a half months, things are going to be better? And the Fed is going to say, okay, we don't need to raise rates anymore. The only way that rates would really come down is if we start plunging into a really bad recession. But if they come down and we're in a big recession, you're still probably looking at the stagflation scenario, you know, the recession plus inflation. And I don't think taking rates lower at that point is going to help either. So I think we're in kind of a jam and I think we're going to be in a jam for a while, which is why I'm so bearish right now, which is why I'm like, wait a second, look at those treasury yields. Look at the six month treasury. Look at the 12 month treasury. Look at the two year treasury yield which is around four and a half percent. You've got 4.9% on the 6% on the six month yield. And considering the tax benefit as well, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with. Look, on average, historically, the equity markets tend to yield about a 6% return. Think about that for a second, because there's no tax benefit to being in the equity market. But there is in the bond market, at least when it comes to treasuries or munis. Actually, munis, if you buy them in your state, you can be relieved of both federal 
and state income tax on them. So those are, for some people, very, very attractive. But why not take the 4.5% and say, you know what, I'm going to wait this out. I mean, that's my feeling. I could be wrong, and I'm not your financial advisor, and I always caution that. But I just look at these big macroeconomic trends, and I don't see how the Fed cannot continue with its interest rate hikes or at least leaving them high up around 5.5% if that's where they're going to go in June. They're still going to have to leave them there because this thing is not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. Hey, make sure that you have subscribed to this if you haven't already. Go over to my YouTube channel as well and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're there with videos almost every day and enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Let's hope we don't see any more balloons in the sky and I'll see you Monday.